unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Saints Unscripted, where today we're actually making history. For the first time ever, we are going to be interviewing missionaries. Hey, I'm Elder Wallace. I'm Elder Salvador. I'm Elder Schaffner. And we're going to ask them some questions they've just never seen before. Um, we're going to get their honest reactions about what it's like to think about going on a mission, what it's like in the mission field. And we went to Instagram and asked you some of your questions. So let's get to it. Okay, so Elder Schaffner, thank you for being on today. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the first missionary we've ever interviewed ever. All right, let's go. And so the first question I want to ask you is like, did you always know that you were going to go on a mission? Slash, like, what was it like for you to actually get on a mission? Yeah, so for me, it was different because I, so I grew up in the church and I was baptized when I was a kid. But uh, growing up, it was weird because I always felt like going on a mission would be like a really hard thing. And I wasn't looking forward to it, actually. Mm -hmm. um, like growing up, I was like, I don't know, like that kind of seems like it stinks. Like no video games, like what? Yeah, but, no, uh, I was the exact same. When I yeah. was thinking about a mission, I'm like, oh, okay, I have to get up at 630. I can never take naps. Work hard, nap hard. And yeah, right? I like have to go knock on doors and just sounded miserable to me. Yeah. So like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's like a lot of rules, like yeah. no naps, like I can't sleep in. Like that's like, <laughs> that stinks, you know? So yeah, like growing up, I, I didn't think, I didn't honestly think that I was going to go on a mission, but then right like halfway through senior year of high school, I had like, I, so I moved around a ton. So I'd always had like, I'd always made friends, but I'd never lost friends. And then like this one year in high school, I like lost a friend that was like, super super duper close and it threw me through a loop um ended up i didn't realize it but i ended up causing ocd um which i got diagnosed with later but then i like went through this like huge like self-crisis just because i lost a friend and i was like who am i like what the heck right, and then right. after thinking about it a lot i was thinking like what i need to like find a way to like be happy because i was right. like i am and, not like, happy right now yeah. yeah yeah exactly so then i was like i need to figure out like what like, how do I find something else that makes me happy outside of myself? Because obviously I'm not happy right now. Right. And so then I like started reading my scriptures again and like actually trying in church. And yeah. then I like felt the spirit and I was like, whoa, this is like something that's like good. So that's so cool. Yeah. And so that gave you the desire to want to start like putting your papers in and yeah. starting to serve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, dang, like I need this. So then I got my patriarchal blessing. And so then I got that. And in it, it said, that I would go and be a missionary like all around the world. And I was like, dang, like I need to do that. And then it said in there, it's like, don't wait, like just go when you're done with high school. And I was like, shoot, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's good. Okay, Elder Wallace, thanks for joining today. Thank so you. tell me a little bit about how you decided to get out on mission, what that process was like for you. Yeah, it was a tough decision. I went out later than most missionaries. I'm 20 and I'm only five months in. Um, but I think what helped me make the decision was I read the Book of Mormon cover to cover in a span of like two months, I think less than two months, because I didn't want to go because my family wanted me to go. Mm -hmm. I, my mom really wanted me to go. I'm the oldest of five, and so I understood why she wanted me to go, but I wanted to go because I wanted to go, and so I decided to read the Book of Mormon. I'd read it before, not really with an intent of finding out if it's true just because my leaders when I was younger asked me to. Right. Um, you wanted to do everything for right. you for the exactly. right reasons. I wanted to do it for the for the reason of figuring out if I was supposed to serve a mission. Right. And so I did, and I read it all, 
and I prayed about it, and just as soon as I got on my knees, I felt like there's nothing else for me to do except go on a mission. I knew that the book was true, and I knew that it brought me joy reading it every day. The best part of my day was reading the Book of Mormon, and so I wanted to share it with other people. That's so wonderful. I'm glad that you're here. It's <laughs> so you. worth it. Okay, so Elder Salvador, so what was the process like for you to come out on a mission, and what challenges did you face in preparation? So there's actually a challenge, and that was the sport. I used to play soccer. Goal! Oh, really? And yeah, it was definitely hard for me because I want to play at the next level. Mm -hmm. right? And I'm pretty sure that's for a lot of missionaries now these days. It's just playing sports, and they have to decide either the sport or going on the mission, and it's a hard decision. Yeah. And so for me, I have a Hispanic mom, and so she told me, just pray, ask God if you need to go play soccer in college or go on your mission. And I did. And so actually my mom was afraid for me to pick soccer over mm -hmm. going to serve other people. Yeah. And so I kind of like, that touched my heart, honestly. And what I did is by myself after work in the car, just prayed to our Heavenly Father and asked him, should I go play soccer or should I go serve a mission? And that was it. That was my whole prayer. That was my whole question. And throughout the week, I received signs and, and just answers that I needed to serve a mission. And at the time, I had a sibling serving another mission. And so he was telling me, you should go. It's going to bless your life. It's going to bless the life of our family. And you're going to bless other people as well. And so I just decided to just do it. And I haven't regretted it yet. So. Take that leap of faith. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Okay, so now you're here, you're on your mission, you've actually been serving for quite a while. Yeah, right? yeah. So what is like a day in the life for you? Yeah, so a day in the life of a missionary. For us, we get up and we usually go on like a run or like go work out or do some exercise in the morning. Um, and then we plan for the day. So we pray and then we take 30 minutes to just plan out like what we're gonna do for every hour, every 30 minutes to figure out like how we can, you know, spread spread the good word. It's kind of tough because it's like different, you know, uh -huh. uh, than it was at the beginning of the mission because coronavirus started right. and, and all that stuff. Right. So yeah, we like, we sit down and we think of ways that we can like try out new things or do old things that did work. And then usually from like, so in the morning we do studies, we study the scriptures. Um, we do lots of like figuring out what we're going to teach people in the lessons that we have. And then we have like, we study the language, like we're serving in Spanish so we can okay, like so study cool. Spanish. Yeah. And then uh, after that, then between one to five is a little tough because that's when everyone's at work. So then we'll usually like end up calling people to coordinate things okay. or maybe when it gets closer to four or five, then we'll maybe go visit a member and see if we can help them out or if they know anyone. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of like videos for the Facebook page. Um, okay, so that like, I never like did anything with technology on my mission because I'm yeah. old. So like, <laughs> wait, what's what's that like? like so it's that? it's different. It's like... It's definitely weird because it feels like you shouldn't be like editing videos or like doing that stuff on the uh -huh. mission because usually the stereotype is like no technology for two years, like right. no social media kind of a thing. But we try and make videos of like people, maybe their story of how they figured out that the church was true or like maybe just a really cool story of someone that even like a struggle that they had and how they got over it through like scriptures or something so like that. So you're able to use these technological tools to spread the gospel. Yeah. That's yeah. so It's cool. pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So... Around like four or five in the afternoon, maybe you're like using these creative tools. Yeah. And then like, how do you finish out your night usually? Yeah, so usually at five to six, we usually have dinner. And then after dinner, we usually just go back to normal missionary work. We're allowed to, 
go and knock some doors with members and we can you know, we usually have lessons then because that's when everyone's back from work but yeah uh six to nine is just time where we go and have lessons talk to people um yeah just like normal missionary work so okay cool so elder wallace how do you stay focused on your mission when there's so many distractions there's so many things going on how do you stay focused on your purpose of inviting others to come oh, into christ that's a good question um, I think because of the joy that I feel in lessons, I think you were mentioning earlier, I just love being in lessons and teaching people and sharing the joy that I felt because of my knowledge and understanding of the gospel. And so me knowing um, the joy that I feel helps me focus on wanting to share that with other people. And so it's, it's easy to not get distracted when the most important thing in your life is helping people feel the same joy that you feel. That was beautifully said. Have you seen blessings as you've been out? You've been out for a while now, right? Yes, around 15 months. Okay. So what blessings have you seen as a result of your service? Honestly, with this whole pandemic and COVID-19, my family's doing great. And that's honestly a blessing for me because I leave our family right behind and they're blessed. Me personally, I've gotten closer to my Heavenly Father. I've feel the spirit even more. Some of the blessings I see and enjoy the most is seeing people change from being a not so good person to even a better person. And that's through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I've seen stories, I've seen miracles, and I just love the fact that anyone can change if you come unto Christ. And so that's one of the biggest blessings in my mission, and I love it. So tell me more about what it's like to be a full-time teacher and what it's like to go into these people's homes and just share the gospel with them day in and day out. Yeah, day in and day out. It really makes you think about whether or not you know what you're teaching. Mm -hmm. I think for me, because every time we go and we teach someone and they ask a question, it can be a really difficult question. And they'll ask like, you know, like, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, oh, snap. I haven't even thought about that before. Mm -hmm. So like, it's a really good opportunity because honestly, mostly I feel like I am being taught. It doesn't feel like, like oh, I am the I teacher. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of times when someone else will ask me a question and I'll have to figure out the answer with them. Sometimes there, sometimes yeah. I'll go, have to go home and study and then like teach them again. But exactly. yeah, it doesn't, honestly, like every day, I feel like I'm learning a lot more than I am teaching. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it's not really me that's teaching, but it's more of Obviously, like we say, sometimes it's the spirit, like it's the feeling that they get that they're like, oh, that's true. But it's not necessarily anything I'm doing because I don't, you know, I feel like I'm really learning more than I'm teaching. But that's so wonderful. Okay, so a common question that we get is what are three things that you wish you would have known before you came on your mission? Oh, man, that's a good one. Three things I wish I'd known. Um, I wish that I'd known how much fun they are. Like, I think a lot of times we talk about how they're really hard and you're always working and you come home super tired and it's just a grind, which is true. But they're also really fun and you just, like, become best friends with the people that you're serving with and the people that you meet. Um, So I wish I'd known that. I wish um, that I had known um, to study Spanish a little bit more (laughs) before my my mission. I'm a Spanish-speaking missionary. And I wish that I had, like, really just dedicated myself. I studied Spanish a little bit in high school. Um, 
but yeah, I wish that I'd studied that. I wish I'd known I would have been a Spanish-speaking missionary or would have studied. Oh, you wish more. you would have been able to tell the future yeah. and know, yeah. The most frustrating <laughs> thing is like wanting to say something and not being able to say it the right way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet. Um, but yeah, Let's see the third thing. I wish I had learned how to listen to the spirit because on my mission I'm learning that. Um, but if I'd already known how to do that before my mission, then just the beginning of my mission would have been even better than it than it already was. Just learning like how to rely on promptings and how to follow promptings and how to receive more promptings. Is there anything on your mission that you've experienced that you just didn't expect or didn't anticipate when you came out? Yes, actually. Okay. It's actually really, really personal. So actually in the mission, I was three, four months out and I actually had a friend passed away. And I didn't expect that, honestly. It's just something that happens. Obviously, that's life. And she passed away and kind of just, I was just so, so scared, sad. I was depressed on a mission. And kind of like what helped me the most is the atonement of Jesus Christ. Just how he paid for all of our sins and just for us to come back to our Heavenly Father. And that experience actually shaped me to who I am today and motivates me to keep teaching, keep helping people come to Christ, come to God and change. And that's an experience I never thought it would happen, but it did. And that's actually kind of hard to accept His will, honestly. But as you do, you see the blessings, you see the reasons why. And if you don't, sometimes it's better not to know. <laughs> but honestly, the experience is one of the best blessings I've seen because also had experience experiences because of that. So. Thank you for sharing that. So we asked people on Instagram some of their biggest questions that they have for you guys. And one of them is, how do you cope with the stress of missionary work? Like it's constant. You're always yeah. working. How do you deal with just the never ending to things to do? Yeah, I'd say it's sometimes it feels like you don't cope with stress. <laughs> sometimes it feels like you're stressed a lot. Uh -huh. But uh, I think the biggest way that we cope with stress is I'd say sometimes sleep. Like honestly, being able to go to bed every night is a good way because then I just can kind of like mm -hmm. devolve and take a rest. But I'd say the thing that really helps like deal with the stress is actually being able to talk to people. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the times like being able to see someone's life change from where it was to mm -hmm. like how it is now when, when you're talking to them and like introducing things to their lives that can help them like be better people. I think it's like really, really, I just, the stress just kind of goes away when you're with someone and they have like a moment where they're really like feeling like, yeah, this is like a good thing for me. And they're like yeah. sharing their experiences of how it's like helped them. Yeah. The stress just kind of, just kind of leaves. What advice would you give to members who want to be better member missionaries? Yeah. Something that makes us really happy is when members work with us and like really want to help us. Um, I just think it's awesome because we are only here for a certain amount of time, you know, maybe six weeks, maybe longer, but the members are going to be there well after we're gone and they were here well before we got here. So when they are working with us, they can develop those friendships um, with the people that we're teaching and then it's just way, way better. Like, we're, I feel like missionaries, we're really here to help direct people to um, the source of truth, which is the scriptures, which is the Holy Ghost, which is our Heavenly Father, and also to direct people to friendships and connections that help them to stay um, 
um, in that truth. And so it's not really our responsibility to be friends. With, I mean, to like, you know, we're friends. But no, with you're them. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Your role is to teach, exactly. and it's the responsibility of the people in the community and in the mm-hmm. church, the congregation, to befriend and welcome and fellowship everyone mm-hmm. in. And and if we could do a better job of that, then I think that the work would move along a little bit better. Exactly. Okay. Okay, last question, Elder Salvador. So now that you're thinking about, I mean, maybe you're not thinking about going home, <laughs> but it is coming up kind of soon. Yeah. Um, what do you hope to be able to do to, like, stay I don't know, in the gospel and keep your testimony bright and continue to use the atonement of Jesus Christ in your life when you get home? That's a good question. And I always think about that, honestly. And to me, I wish back then when I was younger, uh, I could have gone with missionaries even more because I experienced the joy it has, it brings to people and to me. And so I think after the mission, I'll probably just go out more with missionaries and just help them out and just talk to our friends and just serve other people. So there's a scripture that talks about when you're in service of others, you're in service of God. And that is so true. And when you do that, it brings peace to you. It remains um, something special in your heart And when you do that. And as you do that, honestly, you bring blessings to yourself, to your family, and for other people. So it's a win-win. Love that. Okay, so we just want to say thank you to these wonderful elders one for being on our show but then two just for their sacrifice and for serving the lord 24 7 we're so grateful that you were able to be here and if you want to connect with these elders and like learn more about the church and or just even meet missionaries in your area they have a facebook page that we're going to link and then also it's likely that missionaries in your area also are on facebook so go and follow them and ask them any questions that you have so thanks guys for watching and we will see you next time Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.